how do I get spirituality and business to go together? I was like, oh, like it's just not working. And I didn't have any money coming in. I had my savings account and it was slowly dwindling. It was just going down and down and down. And I was so frustrated because I was like, why is my business not working? Brianna Rose is a Kundalini business coach who started out in her business as your regular run-of-the-mill marketing strategist online, but her spiritual side really wanted to come out and play. If you're a spiritually inclined coach, you'll relate to her feelings of frustration. She then turned to the practice of Kundalini and things started to click. Kundalini is a form of divine feminine energy located at the base of your spine, according to Wikipedia, but she can explain it a lot better than I ever could. So many times entrepreneurs get stuck. They don't feel good enough. They're afraid to be seen. Who are they to do this? I feel like they're not ready, right? We just create all these stories. And I discovered if you can pair Kriyas, which are sequences of poses, postures, mantra, and breath work, which activate the Kundalini energy, when you pair them with actionable business steps, it's like magic. In this episode, I asked Brianna about every step in her journey to become the go-to coach for spiritual entrepreneurs, featured in Forbes and the Huntington Post, and I hope that you take her lead. If you've been struggling to show your spiritual side in your business, this is your sign that it is possible to create the perfect combination. We had to cut the interview down for the podcast, but I kept the full interview inside our uncut vault at theglobalphenomenon.com slash uncut. In the full version, you'll get the full background story, including Brianna's very first blog and the forum that she started with her brother way back in the day. It will show you that we all start somewhere. To watch, go to theglobalphenomenon.com slash uncut. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts while you're burning some sage in your living spaces, my friend, you are so in the right episode. Just take a moment to head over to the review section and leave us a five-star review and say something nice. It really helps support the show. And thanks. Here's my interview with the one and only Kundalini business coach, Brianna Rose. Welcome to The Global Phenomenon, the podcast about online coaching, the inspiring new career path responsible for multiple self-made millionaires, opening the doors for experts and professionals like you and me to stop living paycheck to paycheck and design a rich and abundant life with one purpose to help others. I'm your host, Ina Coveney, six-figure entrepreneur and business coach. Listen for lessons and strategies that will turn you into the next global phenomenon. Today's episode begins now. Hello, everybody. Today I have with me the wonderful Brianna Rose. Brianna, it is so nice to meet you and thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Hmm. I am so excited. Thank you for having me here. This is going to be so fun. So before we start, because there's so much to talk about, um, can you please tell us what you do and who you do it for? Who do you serve? Mm, yeah, great question. So I'm Brianna Rose. I am the CEO of the Light Leader Collective, and I am a Kundalini business coach and creator of the Light Leader Movement, founder of the Ascension Academy and founder of the Light Leader Certification Program. But I like to say beyond all of those titles, I'm just a grateful human being. I'm so grateful to be alive during this time doing this work. I work with the most amazing human beings. And what I help people do is truly 
uncover their purpose, untap their potential, and create intuitive and impact-driven businesses that are changing the world as we know it. I love helping people that are doing really amazing work in the world that are like epic coaches, mentors, teachers, healers, help them take their business and just blow it up and skyrocket it. Because I truly feel like if I help them, that's how we create that domino effect of light. I help them, they help those students, their students, we help their friends, their families. And that's how we truly create a light legacy on the planet and raise the vibration of the planet together. I love it. It's like paying it forward. It's just continuously yes. helping. And then it continues, like the snowball continues to build. So yes. cool. now you have to throw in there and make us understand where the being a clairvoyant medium mm -hmm. and meditative guide came from. Reading yeah. angel cards. When did this start to get woven in? <laughs> and how did you decide, you know what? That sounds like a great business idea for me to do next. So can you tell yeah. us what was happening there? Sure. Yeah. So since as early as I can remember, I could see energy, feel energy, experience energy from like, I would say like two to three years old is like the first memory that I have. And I'm very lucky for my parents because they weren't like, you're crazy. It's not happening. They were like, okay, what do we do about this? Like, <laughs> you know, it was the nineties. It was very different than right now where like you can literally go into like urban outfitters and find crystals and Oracle cards. Like it was just a different time and they were so supportive. They didn't know what to do, but they were very supportive of it. How did you describe it to them? What were you saying to them? I definitely probably freaked my poor mother out. So her oldest sister had passed away. I never met her. and. Now I know it was a dream. I thought it was a real thing, but I had a dream that I was hanging out with her and she was bouncing me on her knee and we were playing together. I thought it was real. And then when I was about five or six, my mom had discovered like an old, I don't know, uh, photo album. She was going through it and her older sister was in there and I pointed out like, that's your sister. There she is. And my mom's like, how, how do you know that? And I was like, well, I met, remember, like I met her, we hung out and my mom was like, I remember her face was just like, like she was just like what and I was like yeah we were you know at the barbecue I was sitting on her lap I was you know describing it more like how a five-year-old would describe it but I was like we we met to this day this memory is so strong and she was like honey that didn't happen can you tell me more about that and then after that so many more family members that had passed on would just come through and I would see them and I would tell my mom and my dad, my mom was definitely way more open than him. He was accepting of it, but she, it was mostly her family that was coming through. So I would just be pointing them out and kind of telling her who is here or who I felt and all those memories. So that started from a very young age, which was, it was crazy. I mean, how it was definitely you, different. How did you feel about it? Like, what were your feelings about this gift? It scared the crap out of me. It scared the crap out of me. We were raised Roman Catholic and I remember just doing the Our Father like every night I was like you know Our Father blah 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 blah, doing the whole thing I was like and also no more ghosts tonight I don't want to see them and I was like that would be my prayer and I would just be, be praying I'm like please God please God no 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 I don't want to see them don't have them be in my room nothing because I think because I was sense a sensitive child I not only attracted I didn't know how to manage it so I would attract in family members of the past time but also other energies and things. I don't think it was malicious. They would just do things in my room at night, like move things around or make noises. And I would just, it would freak me out because I was a little kid, but I also think that they were now in hindsight, they were probably just excited that someone could finally hear them or connect with them or see them. But that was tough. So 
every night I prayed for it to stop and like, you know, weird things would happen throughout my life, you know, all throughout my life. And then when I was 23, I was the PR marketing director at the company that I was working with. One of my closest friends passed away. And one of the last conversations we had had, she knew that I could see spirits and whatnot. I don't even know why we had this conversation, but we were having breakfast and she just like looked at me and she's like, if I die before you, I'm going to come back and haunt you because I know you can see me. And so like when I got the news that she had passed away, I was like, oh my God, she's going to come through. Like, I got to figure it out. I was like, all right, God, whoever's out there, let me connect with her. I was mourning. I was so upset, but I also just like so badly wanted to speak to her. So that just opened up my spiritual gifts. It went from like night and day. Like I was like a normal human being. So all of a sudden it was like all the gifts were open tenfold and it was so overwhelming and ironically but not so ironically the company that I was working for they were a wellness center and we had just hired in a Reiki practitioner and an acupuncturist and I was like that stuff is so like because I was so into like the business aspect I was like I don't even know what that stuff is but I know it's energy stuff so I remember specifically the acupuncturist had like walked into her office and I went into her office and closed the door behind me and I was like hey I see dead people. I don't know what the hell to do right now. And you're the only person I think that can help me that understands this. And she was like, all right. She's like, I don't have that gift, but I know someone that might be able to help you. So she just kind of positioned me and got me to connect with the Reiki practitioner who connects me with this type of teacher. And like all the different teachers showed up and I just started to just open up spiritually, understand the energy piece. And it felt like my soul had already known all this stuff. It was just like, relearning it almost like it felt so right to be learning all this stuff and I started to learn about energy and mediumship and angel cards and all that stuff and as that was happening the job that I was in the PR marketing director as much as like it was good on paper right it was a good title good salary I had money in the bank like I had all the right things I was like this just doesn't feel right I'm so like miserable and disconnected. I was 24 at the time. I'm like, how am I going to do this? I'm in my sixties. Like this sucks. Like I don't like the way this feels. So I decided to leave and to start my own business. And at first I did branding and marketing. I was very safe, but I spent so much time every single week, really studying the craft of energy work. And I just fully immersed myself in it. I was obsessed as now, you know, I, when I do something like I go all in, I don't just like surface level do it. So I spend at least like 20 hours a week studying this work. I'd be traveling all around Long Island, Manhattan, studying with different teachers, um, really worked on mediumship, clairvoyance, reading energy, and how to do it in a way that I knew that what I was saying to people was real, that I wasn't just talking about these like ethereal beings, which are so, they are real, but I wanted to be able to give concrete advice to people that was so real for them that I could fully identify it was their aunt or their uncle, or that this happened in their past or whatever. So I really worked on that. I felt like that was so important because I didn't want to be just like another medium that was just kind of giving advice that could kind of be adaptable to each person. I wanted to be so concrete. So 
I studied that. And while I was studying that, I discovered Kundalini through Gabby Bernstein. And when I discovered Kundalini, I was like, oh no, this is the thing I'm supposed to do. Like, I was like, this is, I, right. I was like, what, what is this thing? So Kundalini essentially is energy that lives within every single one of us. And when you activate it, it activates your untapped potential. So for me as an overachiever, I was like, oh, I have this thing within me that I can learn how to turn on and it's going to help me see more results in my life. Done. Like, I love this thing. It wasn't as easy as that. It was definitely a, a great healing experience, but and like all the intuitive stuff then led me to Kundalini. I took my first Kundalini class and I remember thinking that worked. Why did it work? I loved what it was, but I didn't like the container that it was created within. It was very structured and dogmatic. And I was like, I feel like this is where the creative part of me came in. I'm like, I feel like there's another way that this can be taught. I feel like there's more information I can learn. So I spent the next eight years studying Kundalini, what it actually is, where it originates from, how to activate it. And what I found is, is when you activate the Kundalini energy, not only is it your untapped potential, but it represents the pure divine feminine energy that lives within every single one of us. It's the ultimate creator. And when you unleash this energy, you tell it where you want it to go. So I want to be a successful entrepreneur. I want to hit six figures. I want to meet my soulmate, whatever it is. You direct it. And not only does it move through your physical body, but it moves through your energetic body. And it's purging out all the stories, the beliefs, the actions that you're doing that don't actually serve your highest and greatest good. So all the things that you're doing and feeling and believing right now that cannot live in the environment of that desired state, you have to heal. So it's like a rapid healing and awakening that you go through and accelerates you to your desired state, your desired state of being. And what I found is that works really well with entrepreneurship. That works really well with marketing because so many times entrepreneurs get stuck. They don't feel good enough. They're afraid to be seen. Who are they to do this? They feel like they're not ready, right? We just create all these stories. And I discovered if you can pair Kriyas, which are sequences of poses, postures, mantra, and breath work, which activate the Kundalini energy, when you pair them with actionable business steps, it's like magic. It's like the energy infuses the action. The person is taking action. They're embodiment. They're aligned with it. They're magnetic. And the success can happen a lot quicker. So that's kind of a long-winded answer, but that's how I went through all the intuitive stuff and then discovered Kundalini. Okay. So you are deep into learning about Kundalini and about how to open up all these energetic gifts that you have. In the meantime, yeah. you just quit your job right? Yeah. You're trying yeah. to get this marketing business, this Brianna Rose branding business yes. going, yes. right? So can you tell me what that business was like? So you're doing all mm. these other like Kundalini things on the side, right? And the energy yes. work on the side. At this point, have you figured out how to integrate both of them? Or it's like, my business is one thing, this other thing is just separate. Yeah. I wanted to figure out how to blend them together. I was like, how do I get spirituality and business to go together? I was like, oh, like it's just not working. And I didn't have any money coming in. I had my savings account and it was slowly dwindling. <laughs> it was just going down and down and down. And I was so frustrated because I was like, why is my business not working? I'm a marketer. I've made a ton of really successful businesses why isn't this working for me? And I got really like frustrated. I was like, I'm doing all the right things, like all the action steps, all the strategy. And the clients are barely coming in. What the hell? Let me ask mm -hmm. you something. To, yeah. Sorry to interrupt your thought, but I'm Go really curious. In hindsight, now that you see, because I know that you eventually like figured it out. And we're going to talk about this, that fateful November, 2017 yeah. 
when everything just like got put together. But yeah. before that, I would love to know with the power of hindsight and be mindful of there's a lot of people listening who are relating to this. Like, yeah. I know what to do and I'm doing the right things and things are still not <laughs> clicking. Can you tell me three things that you believe that you were not doing right back then that you've since learned from? I Okay, I'm going to cheekily answer this. I feel like I did everything right because it got to where I am today, right? So it's like everything I did was actually right. Right. But number one, I would have listened to my intuition because the idea for Kundalini business coaching came way before, like years before I ever launched it. I was just way too scared to do it. Two, would have trusted myself. I was so like, I didn't feel like I could trust myself or trust like I was just, I was just following suit. I was just like, oh, this is the structure. Oh, this is the formula. Or this is the strategy. This is what some guru, like marketing guru told me. This is what college told me. Like I knew that there was another way, but I was so scared to do it. And three, let's see. I think it really is listening to the intuition, trusting myself. And I think just accepting who I was. I, for so long, I just was like, I have to be this one thing. Like I have to be like the normal branding person. I can't be that person I actually want to be because she's not normal. Right. And I think for so many people that I connect with, we have the stories of feeling like the weird girl or like the weird person that just like doesn't fit in. You so badly want to fit in, but you're just like, I don't, I wish I would have allowed myself the experience of fully accepting who I was because that would have sped things up and it would have made my life a lot easier, but also all those things led to where I am today. So I'm grateful for it. But if I could change it, those would probably be the three things. <laughs> okay. Take me through the process or what happened before November 17th, when I am Brianna Rose was born, where your message just, I mean, and it's incredible because when you look back, I like to do my research. I like to like go way back. I love it. And I'm going to tell you, you were a hard one to find before 2017 (laughs) because this change was so incredible, right? That it just took over the internet. And I'm here trying to find what where did she exist before 2017? It was hard to find. But if you go back to 2017, like your message is so consistent. It has been consistent for about, you know, three plus years and it looks beautiful. It looks graceful. It looks like I know exactly what she's here to help me achieve. So please help me understand how you reach that level of clarity and what was your action plan to say, this is it. I'm planting the stake on the ground. We're going with it. Please take me behind the scenes. Yes. Oh, yes. Well, thank you for for that. Um, It was not as beautiful behind the scenes leading up to that. So I just want to point that out for anyone. Like to get to where I am today, there was a lot of mess ups and there was a lot of, you know, unsexiness. You know, it just, it wasn't so pretty. Now it is, but um, the years leading up to that. So I had my branding business for four years before I started I am Brianna Rose. And it was almost like the second that I had launched it, I knew that it wasn't something that I wanted to do long term. I was just doing something to try to make money. I knew that I knew marketing. I knew that I knew branding. And I knew people always needed websites. I was like, all right, well, I need to make money because I have no money coming in. So right then and there, I think that's a clear sign of like the wrong reason to start a business, but I did need money. So it was like my heart wasn't in it, but I knew that 
this is something that I could do to just kind of stay afloat. And deep inside, I always knew that I was meant to be some sort of leader, teacher, coach. I didn't have those words, but I was like, I kept seeing myself on stage. I kept seeing myself, like when I would see Gabby Bernstein or Marie Forleo or any of those people, I was like, that's it. I was like, that's what I'm supposed to do. But I was like, here I am coding a website. You know, like it didn't make sense. I didn't feel worthy enough to do that. I, I had that part of me that was so afraid of being seen. That was that introvert. I was like, but that's not for you. Who are you to do that? Right. So I had a lot of healing to do to overcome that. And like I said, I spent so much time studying the energy work. It was like every time that I'd hit the meditation pillow, I'd hear, this isn't what you're supposed to do. Like, you know, you're not supposed to be doing that. And I was like, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. Not listening, you know, completely ignoring the intuition. And I struggled, I'm not kidding, like for years trying to figure out, I was like, I'd sit there and be like, all right, how do I blend this without sounding like a crazy pants? Like, how do I blend spirituality with business? These are two separate worlds. Like, how do I do it? And it just wasn't clicking just yet, but I kept trying. And I think that's the biggest thing is that I would try, I'd try different messaging, different posts. And I was like, that's not right. That's not right. And I remember I was at an event a couple of years ago with a very uh, well-known copywriter. And she was just like, the reason why I'm really good at copywriting is because I've written a lot of shitty copy before it. And that's kind of how I felt. I was like, I'm just writing a lot of like shitty branding business things until I get to that thing. And about a year before I started Kundalini Business Coaching on Brianna Rose, that voice got really, 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 really strong. Like it was like, no, you're really not supposed to be doing this. No, like you're really not supposed to be doing this at all. And the money never really came in from the branding business. My highest month was like $2,000 and living in New York, like that's like pennies. Like it was not good. It was not sustainable. I never knew when the next client was going to come in. It was just not right. And I did so much healing work because I really wanted to master my craft. I was like, all right, well, I really want to learn this energy stuff. And if I'm actually going to do it, I didn't want to be someone that was disembodied. I didn't want to be someone that didn't really know what the hell she was talking about. Like I said, when I went through the mediumship classes, I wanted to give concrete, you know, messages. And that's the same way that I want to do with my business. I didn't want to be airy fairy and all over the place. I wanted it to be real and truthful and things that I had experimented with. So I played with energy and the Kriyas and the Kundalini, like underneath the surface of the branding business, like, you know, by day, I was like, yes, and I can help you build your website. And then like, you know, at night, I was experimenting and documenting what this energy was doing, how it was affecting my thoughts of my business. And I would even manipulate the Kriyas. I was like, well, it says to do this, but what if I actually did this instead? Or what if I did the breath work like this? It was like a choreography, right? That I was just kind of manipulating and changing around. And I have all of my journals still of when I was documenting documenting all of this, what's happening, how does it feel, are the clients showing up, is this working, is that working, all of it. And then the universe I find always does for us what we cannot do for ourselves. I was getting really pumped up. I was like, yeah, this is it. Kundalini business coaching. I can do it, but never actually sharing it. Like, you know, I would get myself so worked up and I was like, does anyone need a website today? Like on the stories, I never would actually share the Kundalini stuff. I was so nervous. So the universe says that we cannot do for ourselves and everything dried up for my branding business. And I was like, hmm, can't pay my bills. This is not fun. What do I do? And it got to the point where I was like, all right, well, I'm either going to do a nine to five and go back there or take a leap of faith in myself and try this thing. So this is how I work. When I finally click in and I decide something, I work really fast. I was like, all right, going all in a Kundalini business coaching. That's it. Like we're just, we're just pivoting. So I closed down the branding business 
put a little website like construction page it was like we're under construction so like there wasn't even anything there yeah like yeah that's that's exactly what it was it was there was like there was nothing and I was like here today gone tomorrow tomorrow I'm the kundalini business coach Brianna get your ass up and fucking share it so that's what I did I sat down in my meditation pillow I was like what am I here to do what am I here to say how am I going to do it and I just trusted and followed through and what really got me was I'm holding this work back from people that could be healed by it. How selfish is that? Like, because you're afraid, Brianna, because you're afraid that someone might not like you or someone might hear you, that you're risking someone else's opportunity to heal. That's not your call to make. Like you need to show up and share this work, even though you're scared shitless. And I think there was just this moment where like the belief in myself was like this and the fear was like this, like it was just a little bit higher. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to believe in myself a little bit more than the fear. Let's just follow that. And I kind of flew by the seat of my pants, admittedly. Um, November 2017, I launched it. And I was like, it's go time. Let's see what happens. Decided to not follow any of the rules. Fully trust the intuition, the energy work, and the kundalini energy. And I was like, let's just see what happens. And I feel like 27 into 2018, I feel like I blacked out. Like sometimes it's just like, I can't believe what happened happened. I launched, launched my one-on-one mentorship program. I didn't really launch it. I literally hopped on Instagram. I was like, I have a one-on-one mentorship program and this is what it's about. Blah, blah, blah. Didn't have ads didn't have the website up, didn't have all those things. I was like, let me just use the power of my voice and my energy and see what happens. And within two weeks, my one-on-one mentorship program booked out had my first $12,000 month, which was just mind blowing compared to where I was at. I was like, okay, I guess we're doing the right thing. I remember telling my family about it. I was like, I think I'm doing it. Like, I feel like this is the thing. Like I, wow, like $12,000 is a monumental change in my life. And then it just kept going. My one-on-one program was consistently booked out and had a wait list and they were seeing such epic results. I was like, holy shit, it's working. Like it's, it's working. Not only is it just working on me, but it's working on them. And it was just like word of mouth. People are like, I heard you did this thing with this person. I need this. Like it was just the entrepreneur's dream. And then it got to be the point where I had so many clients that I was burning out. And I was like, this isn't healthy. I've always been very impact driven. I was like, all right, well, like I said, how am I going to help more people? I need to help more people. I need to help more people. I can only help 12 to 15 people a week. I'm burning out beyond that there's more than 12 to 15 people in the world that need this work. I was like, let me create a group program. And that's when the Ascension Academy was born three years ago. Her birthday is on Friday, the 12th. And it's just, it's been so awesome. So I basically transformed the one-on-one program into the group mentorship program and use that as a vehicle to just help more people, reach more people. And it's just, it hasn't stopped since then. So I understand, correct me if I'm wrong, that you actually reached a half a million dollars in your first year after and and that is incredible so if there are people listening right now who are taking the same leap of faith who are looking within and they're like I'm gonna do this thing that I've been wanting to do I've been stopping myself from I'm gonna do it right now I'm gonna do what Brianna did I'm gonna Mm. start a brand new Instagram account and I'm going to put my stake on the ground and say this is me and this is what I'm doing what would be and I'm gonna go back to threes what would be like three things that you believe that are going to be instrumental in terms of practical tactics? Because I start a brand new Instagram account. I have no followers right now, right? So speaking Mm -hmm. to zero is just going to continue to be speaking to zero. So what would be three things that you would tell them to grow their audience and get their message out there? Mm. Yeah. 
Great question. The first thing that has been so vital to the success for me, and you touched upon it before, is the messaging is so clear. Like it hasn't really changed in three years. So thing number one is getting really clear on like, what do you actually stand for? Because there's a million, a billion, who knows, coaches, mentors, just online entrepreneurs doing all these different things. There's a bunch of people in your industry. What's going to set you apart from anyone else is your unique message. So you have to get really clear on like, why am I here? And why am I doing this? Not so much like, you know, a mission statement, but truly like, what are you really here to do? And why is that important to you? Because when you're clear on that, people feel that through your messaging, through anything that you do, say, share, sell, post, they're going to feel that. So it's getting really clear on that too. Do not look at what everyone else is doing. I find that we can easily fall into like this copycat marketing. We're like, oh, this person's doing it this way. She's successful. I'll do it. Or like this person, he launched that way. That's how I should do it. You have to put blinders on. I have this joke, but it's actually true. I don't look at anyone else's stuff. It's not that I don't care. When I say I don't give a shit, it's just, I don't care what other people are doing. I'm so happy they're doing it, but I'm not like comparing. We can easily so compare when we're first starting out. We have that new Instagram account. We have that new Facebook. We start to look outside of ourselves for the answers and we start thinking this person's doing it right. I should follow it. So put those blinders on. And three, focus on building your community. I think that's the biggest thing for me as I have always just wanted to help people. I didn't want people to feel alone. I always wanted to just build community, create a movement. And that means building intimate relationships with people. When you talk to me on Instagram, it's not my assistant. It's not a robot. It's me. And that's something that I think I will probably have forever because I love building those intimate connections and people feel that they know the difference between they're just being sold to, or someone's just giving them some like, you know, perfect little scripts, have genuine heartfelt connections with people that are out there, reach out to them, connect with them, post on their stuff, like give them heartfelt comments, be a human, like act as if you would, if you were in real life. And if you could take that same principles and put it on your Instagram, that's going to naturally grow it. And I think we have to focus more on the connection with our community versus how big our community is. Mm -hmm. Uh, Realistically, when I was first, when I hit that half a million dollars, my following was so small. Like it would, it made no sense. Like it like logically made no sense, but guess what? My community loved me because I loved them and I connected with them and they felt that they felt that, that genuine authentic piece. And that's the best sales tool that you'll ever have. Oh my God. Thank you so much. Value bombs is an understatement for what you just said. (gasps) Now, I need to ask you, this question is for me. Sometimes I ask questions for the audience. This one is for (laughs) me because I need to know. Mm. You you have at this point, at the time of us talking, you have uh, 14,000 or some followers on Instagram. Yeah. How do you keep up with the DMs? Mm. I set aside time every single day where I intentionally go through my DMs. I used to get very excited by it and I'd spend all freaking day on Instagram and I'd be like, you know, just constantly. I think we have to all go through that. We all have to get excited. We all have to like live in the DMs and experience that because you feel like, oh my God, I'm reaching people and they're reaching out to me. This is so cool. So go through that, but you'll soon realize that's super draining to just be on your phone 24 seven. I find that I want to be in a good energy state when I'm responding to people because they're taking time out of their lives to respond and reach out to me. I want to do the same for them. So I carve out like a good hour in the morning or maybe an hour in the evening. My fiance knows as I go and I'm on my phone. I'm like, I'm responding to DMs right now. This is the only thing that I'm doing. And I go through and I read each one and 
I respond back from my heart. And I think that that's, I don't know, it's what works for me and it's what feels good. I know I'm answering people, but I also know I'm doing it in a way that is super intentional that I'm not just given a double tap or a couple of hearts back. Like I'm, I'm reading everything. And I think that that's been super helpful for me, but also just creating those connections with the community as well. Amazing. Thank you so much for answering that. You're welcome. So let me ask you, what do you think is the biggest misconception that people have of you as a successful businesswoman? Ooh, good question. Something that I've heard a lot that I find, you know, just interesting is people have, uh, they're like, oh, it was just easy for you, right? You wake up every day and every day is just sunshine and glitter and you have a vegan diet and you meditate 20 hours a day. No, I'm very human. I am very, 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 very human. Money has not changed me. I'm still the same person I was. I mean, I've grown maturity wise, but like, I'm still Brianna. I still have good days and bad days. We all do. I'm a human. We're all humans. And, you know, I think sometimes we can just see the perfectness on Instagram and think that that's someone's life and my life, don't get me wrong. It's awesome. But we all have good days and bad days. We all have moments where we second guess ourselves. Success is a beast. She is beautiful and expansive, but there's a lot of healing and a lot of growing pains that go through that. So wherever you're at, I find that, you know, there's always going to be moments of healing and growth. It doesn't mean that you're doing it wrong. If you're not happy 24 seven, because I think there's this misconception that if, I'm not perfect. It means that I'm, you know, not doing it right. It actually means that you are doing it right. It means that you're hitting an upper limit. Typically when you're growing and expanding, it's going to get really crappy before it gets really good. And that's going to continuously happen. I like to say life and business, it's like a video game. You have to beat the demon at the end of the level to get to the next level. Like you just, that's life. So um, yes, my life is awesome and good, but I'm also very human. I love Doritos and I like doing, you know, snacky things like that. But I also do love vegan diets too. Like I, right. We get to be it all. We get to be it all. We don't have to be one or the other. Chips Ahoy is my. Oh, that was good. <laughs> that I can buy one bag today and by tomorrow night, it'll be gone. I don't know if I went. Um, so Thank you so much for being here with us. And I just have one final question for you. Yes. If everybody who's listening had to do what you're about to tell them to do, and they have to do it in the next 24 hours, what would that thing be? Mm. I would I would love for every single person that's on here to get quiet with themselves and say, spirit, soul, guide, universe, whatever word you want to put in there. How can I serve right now? How can I show up? What is it that I need to do? And just notice what comes in. It could be an idea. It could be like a content post. It could be something that you don't think makes any sense. Oftentimes the intuition doesn't make logical sense. Whatever it is that comes through, I challenge anyone that's listening to this to take action on that. And we start to do that. We start to take action on our intuition. That voice becomes so strong. And the intuition is the most powerful tool that we have. It's most often the one that we forget about. Thank you so much for that, Brianna. So where can people find you and follow you? Hmm, great question. So I am everywhere on the internet. Instagram at I am Brianna Rose is a great place to start. I also have a private Facebook group called the Rising Light Sisterhood. It is like no other Facebook group out there. I do live free trainings every single Friday. There's over a hundred trainings inside of that space already. The sisterhood is like no other. It's just really fun to be a part of. And then of course, if you are thinking about Kundalini, I do have a free Kundalini challenge that you can experience. And, 
yeah, it's, you have to experience it. So definitely check that out. It's for free. Um, I can share the link with you and you guys can check it out, but that's a great way to get started. Thank you so much, Rihanna. This was a complete pleasure for me <laughs> to have you here. Thank you for being yeah. so open and giving us all of these parts of your story. Thank you for being mm -hmm. here. Thank you. We'll see you very soon. Hey there, Ina here. After this episode, you may be wondering how you can also achieve the kind of success that our guest has experienced in their entire career. So hit follow and subscribe to catch me on Thursday for a brand new lesson on how to grow your coaching business, even if you have a small audience. And if you'd like to hear the full interview with all the details that only the super fans care about, get free access to all of our uncut interviews by going to theglobalphenomenon.com slash uncut and I'll see you on the next one. Thank you so much for listening. You know that part in this episode that made you go, oh my God, I need to write that down. I want to know what that was. So go over to Instagram and find me at your engagement coach and send me a DM. I want to hear it. And if your business bestie is missing out on all of these juicy strategies, make sure to take a screenshot of the episode and share it to your stories. Remember to tag me so that I can thank you personally for all your support. I'll see you on the next episode.